the gallery. The gallery is based out of New York and it is a collection of beautiful, beautiful photographs from all around the world. And since we can't travel because of the corona, they thought that they would bring you a piece of the world to place in your home. All of the prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, giving you that fabulous, fabulous gallery finish. So right now, our listeners are getting a 15% off discount. That's right, 15% off your purchase. Just use the code 15OFF when you go to thegallery.com. That's thegallery, G-A-L-R-Y.com. So your walls will be never boring again. Hello. Hello. So, are you ready for the shout outs? I'm ready for the shout outs. Am I going first? Yep. (laughs) First shout out goes to Christian. Second one is Lauren N. Third goes to our mama. Fourth one is Angela and fifth is to Nicole E. Shout out, because she was my bridesmaid. Are we rock, paper, scissors, and who reads the review? You are. <laughs> That's not fair. Fine, I will, because you're reading the story. Okay. They want to hear my voice, too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Great stories. The two hosts do a great job at telling their favorite true crime stories in this podcast. I enjoy listening to their take on the events. From Dorming? Dorming? Sorry if I butcher up your name. I seen one night. I was trying to stay up. Did y'all hear this? Like, I'm trying to tell her a story. And she's over here all of her fault. It was supposed to be awesome. But anyways. Okay. I saw this case on YouTube. And I fell down the, like, rabbit hole. It's kind of newish. How newish? Like yesterday newish or like no. 10 years newish? 2017. Okay. I mean, like, it's still kind of new, but still 17 was like so many years away. It seems like. Three years. It still seems like forever. <laughs> but this whole year seems like a stuck forever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Normally the year flies by in 2020 is like first Creepy. level of Jumanji. February 2nd level of Jumanji. And now we're like almost in level 8 of Jumanji. Ding! What more can we take? Don't say that. I know. But this case was crazy. It is a mix between Joe Exotic and did you ever watch... So we're talking about Joe Exotic again? No, we're not talking about Joe Exotic. Oh, so it's just kind of like It's kind of like Joe Exotic. Did you ever watch Dirty John on Netflix? No. Oh my gosh, you need to watch Dirty John. I guess that's what I'll start watching tonight. So it's a mix between the two. Let's jump into this a murder for hire case. That's how it's like the Tiger King. That is how it's like the Tiger King. So Valerie McDaniel was a very smart, loving person. She went to the University of St. Thomas for her undergrad. And then she went to Texas A&M, where she studied to be a veterinarian, and then she graduated in 1997. While she was in school, she met Marion Mac McDaniel, and he goes by Mac, so that's what we're going to call him throughout the episode. The two dated and eventually got married. The couple kind of had it made. Her parents bought her, 
like this nice house. It was like she already had a house. She had nice cars. She had boats. Like they had all the things. The two opened their own veterinarian clinic up in 2000, calling it Monroe's Veterinarian Clinic. Mac worked as the office manager, and the two put tons and tons and tons of work into getting this place up and running. The two wanted children, but Valerie was unable to have her own, so they adopted a little girl two days after, or two days after she was born. So a little time goes by, and the marriage between Valerie and Mac is not going so well. She caught him cheating with multiple women. What would you do? Oh, it would not be pretty for Is anybody. this for the... Um, no, the, no, the, no, no, no. <laughs> oh. But... So I didn't know she was like, mm-mm, somebody gonna kill him. No. One day, Valerie received a phone call from a woman saying, hey, I want to give you a little, like, word of advice, heads up, let you know your husband is cheating on you. Just to let you know, I'm one of the many that he, I don't know if she was like so pissed off at him because she found out he was sleeping around with other people and was just like, hey, I want to let you know that your husband's cheating on you. But I also found out, even though he's cheating on you, he's cheating on me with another other girls. So, that's how I kind of took that phone call. Is she was just like, I want to let you know, sister to sister, he cheated on you. We both getting cheated on, and it ain't with each other. So, Valerie confronted him. She's like, hey, I just received a phone call. She's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And then she killed him. (laughs) Not yet. Yet, so she's the one that kills him. You'll see. He claims this will never happen again. I love you. Oh, blah, yeah, blah, right, whatever. You be getting ghosted and you'll never find me again. And like I say, once a cheater, always a cheater. But sometimes it's not the case. But nine times out of ten, if you're a cheater. I say 9.9 chances out of the ten. <laughs> <laughs> More times than none. If you already cheated, you're going to cheat again. Well, let's also put it like this. If it's with the same person, I can see it happen. Now, if you find somebody else and you're like, oh, I'm changed forever. Okay, maybe that's yeah. where that point zero one would come into play. Well, see, I gave them a 1%. You're just like, <laughs> no, nah, you don't even get a 1%. You get point one. <laughs> Look, let's not give them too much credit, okay? You done cheated. It was on multiple women. I mean, he's not just going to go to not cheat. Yeah. I mean, come on. It wasn't long before he started cheating again. Oh, well, you looky yeah. there. And Valerie was not really wanting to split up her family. She did not want to share custody of her daughter. She was like, all right, we'll try this again. And they tried to make it work. Well, during this time of them, like, working out their marriage, Valerie meets this guy named Leon Jacobs. He, like, randomly comes to their house. Just like, no, no, hey, how are you? His mom lived next door. And I don't know if this is why he came over. Like, everybody says, like, he just randomly showed up. Well, apparently his mom, which was Valerie's neighbor, was a divorce attorney. So I don't know if she sent her son over or if, I don't don't know if 
that had anything to do with it, but this guy randomly, like, just bebops up to their house. And she said when she first met Leon, she was very put off by him. He was cocky. And it was just like, no, like, he's the cockiest person I've ever met in my life. Like, he, he's one that's like, oh, I know I look good, you know? And she made a statement, like, in a video diary. She, like, does a lot of video diaries. And I have a few, like, clips of different ones she did. But she recorded, he sat across from me, and we had some wine. She said, I put my foot on the chair. I guess because I do this. It's like she put her foot in a chair, like, next to him. You know, kind of, like, stretch it out. And out of the blue, he just, like, reached and grabbed it. And, like, his fingers, put his fingers, like, up her foot. It was, like, moving her foot. And she said it was, like, a romantic scene from a movie. She's like, it was just like the movies. See? Yeah, me, I'd be like, don't touch my feet. <laughs> That's how I am. It's like, Anthony goes to touch my feet. And I'm like, stop, stop. And I will, like, cringe and, like, I don't like. Jump. I don't even like to get my toes done because I don't like people touching my feet. But... I mean, like, I, like, I sit, like, to where, like, if there's a chair in front of me, I'm propping my feet up well, on I it. I get that completely. And it's but like. don't touch my feet. I know. It's like, he just, like, brushed up her foot and, like, rubbed it and caressed it, I guess, the right way. She's like, oh, it's just like a movie fairy tale. And I'm just like, no, don't touch my feet. Slowly, the but two surely. became friends. Yeah, slowly but surely, the two became friends. Oh, wait, it was the. The neighbor's son that touched her feet? The neighbor's son that touched her feet and caressed it the correct oh. way. Yeah. So the two became friends. And then she cheated on her husband. And then the two started like, hey, y'all. And the feelings between the two grew. In December of 2014, she finally filed for divorce. She's like, this guy's showing me attention. He's rubbing my foot the right way. <laughs> I want to be with him. I want to be with somebody who wants to be with me. And after her 17 years of marriage, her divorce was finally finalized in August of 2016. And she was ordered to pay Mac $1.2 million to buy him out of their mm. business they shared together. So, she had a lot of, like, issues with that. She was worried that she would lose their daughter or have to share custody of their daughter. So, she was dealing with like, that stress from her divorce. And Leon was going through a somewhat similar thing. Leon had always wanted to become a doctor. Like, this is what I said was the Dirty John. Like... You'll have to watch Dirty John to understand. But he he always wanted to be a doctor. He graduated from medical school, but he never passed the test to become a licensed physician. He had so many issues with any residency program that he joined. Like, he kept getting kicked out because he was an immediate threat to the patient's safety. Oh, God. Yeah. So, it's like, I'm pretty sure you're not going to be a doctor if you're, like, a legit threat to your patients. 
So, Leon was also going through a divorce at the time. He was married for 11 years to a lady named Annie, or Anne. I don't know. It's like... A-N-N-E. Yeah. So, it's like, I don't know if she's Annie or Anne. But the two... Annie Anne. We'll call her Annie Anne. (laughs) So, the two had two sons, and his ex-wife said that he was extremely mentally cruel to her. And he was charged with cyber-stalking his ex-wife. But he said the only reason that he was calling his ex-wife was to talk to their two kids. Because she was keeping them from them. Okay. So, after his marriage was over, before he started dating Valerie, he dated a girl named Megan. The two met in a hotel in Pittsburgh... They dated for a while and eventually moved in together in Houston, Texas. Leon was hoping to jumpstart his career in Texas in a program, but was, just like the others, unsuccessful and ended up declaring bankruptcy in 2006. And I'm pretty sure I heard on a YouTube video that he joined seven different programs with hospitals and kept getting kicked out of all of them yeah it's like seven different hospitals fired him so where is he now we'll get to that in a second so i didn't know you had an answer so (laughs) okay so in january 2017 megan left leon and she filed assault charges against him she said, during an argument, he grabbed her face and busted her upper lip. Holy cow. Yeah. After the breakup, blew up her phone with calls and texts and was later arrested for stalking. Megan also got a protection order against Leon. Okay. So, now we're going to hop back into Valerie and Leon. So, the two were like head over heels in love with their new relationship. Everyone said they were happy even though they were only together eight weeks. Like, oh. Yeah. They were like head over heels. Was it because he was touching her feet? I guess. Like, he rubbed those feet the right way. And, like, the two were bonding over their past and their ex, but I'm pretty sure she didn't know about the, the craziness, the all of the stalking and the busting of the lip and the grabbing the face, you know, it's probably like, oh, the reason why I have this stalking charge with my ex is I'm just trying to reach out and talk to my kids, and she won't let me talk. I don't know if she knew about this other stalking charge, but that's besides the point. Megan's stalking charge was kind of like in this period where they were. It's going to affect him, like at this point, you know, like I guess it was filed like just earlier in that year yeah and that charge was going to jeopardize his medical license one i'm like you gotta pass the test yeah to ever become a doctor and not get kicked out of your hospitals but he was like um something's got to be done so he came up with this perfect solution because Megan didn't want to, like, talk to him whenever he was just like, hey, I need you to drop this. I need you to drop this. I need you to drop this. So, he's like, um, 
I'll just hire a hitman. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just hire a hitman. That'll take care of the problem. So Leon knew this guy who was a U.S. Army veteran named Motis that he knew through a friend. But the guy introduces himself and goes by Zach. Like, even in the court case, he goes by Zach. They call him Motif sometimes, but they call him Zach also. So, we're going to call him Zach because Zach is a whole lot easier to say yeah. off the tongue. But, and maybe another reason that he would go by Zach is, I feel like Zach is a more common name. But like, yeah. oh, I hired this hitman named Zach. Then I hired this hitman named Motis. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be like, oh, Motis, we know him. There's only one Motis in this state, but there's like a million and two Zacks. So, Leon tells Zach that he needs to have a problem taken care of, and Leon needs to prevent Megan into testifying against him in the stalking case. He's paid Zach $10,000 to do so. <laughs> With Vanessa's money? No, I think it could have been his money. I don't know. I mean, he did declare bankruptcy, so I don't really know whose money. So, he told her he just wants her kidnapped. Try and talk to her, convince her into dropping the case. You know, the case. If if that was to happen to me and I got kidnapped and they're like, drop the cases, I'm going to be like, oh, heck no. (laughs) And them cases going to be even more. Zach later on says that he was, you know, and he was quoted in a newspaper that Leon said if the talking to her, telling her to drop the charges, to tell her to move away, if that doesn't work, make her disappear. He wanted her gone. Well, Zach claims that he had no intention of ever carrying out this request, that he merely just like took his money. And he, like, made the comment that, you know, he was avoiding Leon anytime he called. And he's like, you know what? If I didn't take the money, he would just have got somebody else. So, basically, I'm kind of, like, saving her life because I took his money and I'm not going to kill her. Right. Props to you, man. <laughs> so, how does that work? Does he get to keep that money or does he got to turn that into, like, investigation stuff? I don't know, since it's, like, out in the world, how that goes. Since Leon was not able to get a hold of Zach, because Zach was like, yeah, block, ignore, don't want to talk to you. He reaches out to Michael Kubosh. I think that's how you say his name. It's a city councilman and a bail bondsman who had posted bail for both of these two individuals in the past. And Leon goes up to Michael and says, Hey, you know Zach. What's his number? I already paid him to take care of this matter. I wanted this girl out of the picture. I don't want her to oh testify. Oh my gosh, how dumb-dumb <laughs> of the day. And I paid him a lot of money. Dumb-dumb <laughs> of the life <laughs> what would you what would you do if when you worked as a bell spot somebody came up to you and said hey i need this person's number like i paid him 
lots of money to take care of my problem. And he just, like, up and ghosted me. Like, I'd be like I need to get in touch with him. We've been trying to get in touch with them, but we don't have the right number either. I don't know what to tell you. We've actually been trying to get an update number, but I wish you wouldn't have gave me the other information. <laughs> so, Michael was kind of like, uh, WTF? So, instead of, like, calling Zach, said, hey, Leon wants you to get in touch with him. He kind of, like, discussed that you agreed to do something. He was like... Do, 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 do. Houston police, um, I need a report. Houston, <laughs> we have a problem. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, do, 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 do. We, Houston police, we have a problem. We have a big problem. Cops call Zach and talk to him. Police ask him, hey, would you like... Well, I don't know if they, like, nicely asked him or if they're like, hey... You're gonna. You're gonna. But... Please ask him, would he cooperate in their investigation? And he told him, I was like, yeah. So he was told to introduce Leon to an undercover officer who was going to pose as a contract killer. So it may just be me being a scaredy cat, but I'd be scared to contact. Well, I, that would be the thing to do, but I wouldn't want it to come back on me after you telling me you just hired somebody to kill this person. I'd be scared they was going to try to kill me for turning them in. Yeah. I'd be like, get them now. So, Zach calls Leon, told him that I can't do it. I can't I can't go through with the killing. I just, I can't do it. And so, he said, but hey, don't worry. I know the perfect guy for the job. And... Whenever I watched the clip of this, because it was, like, legit, like, him sitting in the car, cops recording him calling Leon, saying this, I was like, that is the exact same thing that James told Joe. I have the perfect guy. So, if anybody comes up to you saying, I have the perfect guy for the job, Run. You getting set up. Run. <laughs> also, don't hire anybody to kill somebody because you will get caught. So, he's like, I have the perfect guy for the job. So, the two set up a time and place to discuss all the details. And before the call was over, Leon says, we're taking care of both problems. Zach was like, um, What? Huh? And Leon clarified, Valerie wants to talk to you about what she wants done to her ex-husband. Oh. Yeah. So, when Valerie feared that she was going to lose custody of her daughter, Leon was like, hey, we'll just, you know, like, hire a hitman and we can take care of both of our problems. Then life will be set. So, the following day... Leon and Valerie met Zach and this undercover officer named Hector. And I think he went by Adam, too. I don't know. Like, it was weird. Like, I've Maybe seen his... hitman name and one was his real name. I've seen both names. Let me scoop my notes up here. Guess? I, you act like I can read that. All I see is lines. <laughs> well, you read the, the other thing. Okay, but, that was because it was, like, large font. Okay, whatever. Guess where they discussed? At the G... 
WZ. No. Okay. If, I mean, it's near <laughs> Texas. If you were going to discuss... In a police station. <laughs> no, but that, that would be good. <laughs> I mean, you're asking me this question, and I feel like it's a, a trick question, it, so... It's like one that I would never think McDonald's. Of. Kind of closer. Chuck E. Cheese. They sat down in Olive Garden. That's not close to McDonald's. It's way better, but okay. Well, I mean, it's still food. That's what I'm getting at. They discussed in a restaurant with probably hundreds of people, not really hundreds, but people all around them, while they're eating their endless breadstick and salad. Well, they can stop their face, and that way they can't really hear them. How? Not I mean, okay, what would be more suspicious? You parked up in a bench or you eat in Olive Garden having, like, ha-ha casual conversation when the waiter comes up. I mean, it's an undercover cop. <laughs> I mean, it can't get no... But I was just like, what? So, they agreed for another $10,000, Mac would be killed. And he said that his murder would be made to look like... A carjacking gone wrong. And then Megan would be kidnapped and would be told to drop the charges. And if she didn't agree, they would take next steps. While Leon was telling them what to do with Megan, he made it clear. He's like, if she does not cooperate, I want her dead. I want her dead. Like, if she does not agree to this killer well Leon offers up a method to killing her he said potassium chloride injected is untraceable it would seem like she had a simple heart attack and he said we have easy access to it through Valerie's clinic oh was like, are you sure you just want her kidnapped? Like, you already, like, plotted how to kill her to kill her if you needed to go that route. And you have the stuff on hand. Like, oh, it's easy. I, I can get it for you today. Give me five minutes. Just go down the street. Like, what? Okay. He said, I prefer that we not kill her, but my survival... Is more important, Leon said. So it's like me becoming a doctor and having my great, fabulous life is more important. If he passed the test. Yeah, it's like, dude, you still ain't technically a doctor. Like, get over yourself. So police contacted both Mac and Megan and informed them, hey, like, there's a threat in your life. Like, we will protect you. Don't worry. But, kind of also want you to do a favor for me. They asked both, would you agree to pose and play along with us? And they're what like... What would you say? I'd be kind of skeptical, like, this was a prank or something, like... I w- I'd be like, I want to see all your badges. I want to talk to your boss. I want to know, like... I want to be in the police office when I talk to you. Yeah, like, I need to know that you're not 
you know, like just pretending to be a cop. Like, I want to know. Like, are you a hitman that's faking it to kill me? No. So, well played, trying to (laughs) trying to give me a heads up, but yeah, really trying to kill me. Cops use pig's blood, and I'm like, ooh, this is nasty. Why can't you use like the fake blood? But cops (laughs) use pig blood to make like Mac was shot in the head in his car from a carjacking gone wrong. And I'm going to try to post a picture. Hence, it's not really him dead. It's when y'all see it, if y'all see it on the IG or Facebook page. Like, it is... It looks it looks legit, but it's fake. And then they show a picture, or they get Megan to pose in a picture, bound up and gagged. And I'll post her picture also. And the picture of Megan... It's kind of like, it will break your heart. Because she completely broke down during this picture. It hit her that this could have been reality. Like, this could have been true. This could have been her really being tied up, bound, about to die. If she didn't get the heads up. If she didn't get the heads up. If she didn't, if Leon wouldn't have talked to this one hitman that was like, no, I can't do this. Right. And got it. You know, like, if all the things didn't line up, like, this could have been something she was truly facing. So, I've been scared even getting tied up like that. That I mean, I, to me, that's more scarier than laying down and having a fake blood on mm-hmm. me. She said, I sat in a chair in a warehouse with zip ties on my hand and on my feet duct tape around my mouth to make it look as if I had been kidnapped. I had sat for an extended period and I was crying. I was just really upset is what she told the press. And it's like, you could tell in this picture, like, she was emotionally like, distraught. Well, I mean, it also looks legit for when it very, yeah. I guess it gets back to them. So, the next day, the undercover officer went to the couple's house and showed them the picture but of Mac, but neither one wanted to see the photograph. Leon gave the officer almost $2,000 for the installment of the hit. Later that night, the hitman texts Leon a picture of the staged photograph of Megan. He called and explained, Megan is refusing. She won't back down. She will not leave town. If I have to, I'll kill her myself. I will, the officer told Leon. Leon said that he didn't want, he didn't want her hurt, but if she was going to go to the cops, I just worry that it's going to come back to bite me. The undercover call officer told him, that he would take care of it. Then 20 minutes later, he called saying she wouldn't cooperate. She had to be killed. On March 10th, 2017, police knock on Valerie's door around 3 a.m. telling her that her husband has been found murdered. She and Leon acted shocked, upset, Then they provided officers, or then Leon provided officers with an alibi. 
And he was like, oh, yeah, we've been here, like, watching movies all day with her daughter. Like, just randomly. And the whole interaction was caught on a body cam. I'm going to, like, insert a clip. What's going on? So at this time, Valerie was told to get her daughter out of the bed and was ordered to hand him over to her dead ex-husband. So she legit thought he was dead. Right. And she had to give her daughter back to, him to him. He was like standing in the hallway of her apartment. Holy <laughs> God. I would freak out. And you know he had to probably love that moment like, mm, you thought you killed me. <laughs> like, payback, you know. Mm-hmm. But the two were taken in and Valerie was released on a $50,000 bond three days later. Leon was not so lucky because he had all the other charges against him. So his bond was denied. Valerie was, like, super depressed and worried about her future, her veterinary license, her daughter that she hadn't seen since the night she handed her over to her husband, her ex-husband. Mm-hmm. And she was just worried about, like, what was to come during court, after court, like, what did her future look like? She started recording more events on, or, like, events and thoughts on her iPad And Valerie claimed during one recording that a police officer entrapped her and that she never really wanted to hurt Mac. And she said, like, I'm sorry for everything. And I'm like, "Ah." from the clips that I watched and heard from them recorded, because they recorded everything in Olive Garden, like, (laughs) she she wasn't completely innocent like she had some doing in there you know right on march 27th 2017 just two weeks after she was released from jail valerie jumped from her balcony on her seventh floor apartment oh my gosh yeah 
2020 did a interview with Leon after she jumped, and Leon denied any guilt about her death. He said that was her decision she made on her own. He asked the judge if he could be released to go to her funeral, and the judge said, nope. Leon... So was he in jail when she jumped? Yeah. He never got released from jail. Okay, she got, she got the she got released. Okay. He didn't because of the stalking charges and all the other charges he had. So Leon's trial began March 2018. So Leon and his attorney decided, hmm, it would be the perfect idea to throw Valerie under the bus because she's no longer here to defend herself. So his attorneys made the statement. It was Valerie's idea, and she convinced Leon to go along with it. And then his attorney goes to say that Zach was a con man who stole money from Leon and that he saw the opportunity to take money from someone like Leon who had money, who had power, that he had no intentions to do anything or to ever give it back. And I'm just like, how the heck are you blaming somebody for scamming your client when your client was stupid enough to hire a hitman? Like, because that's his job. To like, defend. really? You just gotta. So you're like, oh, it's this guy's a common. He should be the one blamed, not my guy. My guy got scammed. It's just like, what they do as a lawyer, make, make but... Make him look like <laughs> the poor victim because he got scammed. I'm like, no, no, mm-mm. So, during the trial, three important people spoke. Mac, Megan, and Leon's ex-wife. They just said all the things about him. They said how he was a creep, how he was an abuser, how he would stalk them... And just, like, told all the things. You know, they just, they didn't hold back. They're like, I want him to be in jail forever and eternity and rot there. Right. After, you know, the jury heard this, it took no time, no time whatsoever, for them to convict Leon because of his controlling and starker ways. So, they convicted him on two counts of soliciting of capital murder. On March 27, 2018, Leon Jacob was sentenced to life in prison, and he will not be eligible for parole for 30 years. So, if they do grant him parole, he will be 69 years before he's able to get out of prison. Wow. And my favorite, favorite part of the hearing was when Megan gave her, like, I'm going to call it the yes girl statement. She took the stand, and I I assume this was, like, at the end. Like, I feel like me being a victim of domestic violence before, like, for her to make the statement, it would have been after she knew he was going to be in jail forever. Right. Not that he'd come after her. But she looked him in the eyes and said, while you sit in jail, I hope you think of me. The girl you called poor 
and uneducated. It's because of me that you will be in prison for the rest of your life. And I'm like, yes, girl, claps for you. Yes, but I'd also be terrified to say something like that. Claps for you. I give you props. At least she had that opportunity. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I don't don't think I could have got up, looked him in the face to say that. So, you deserve tons of claps. And hopefully, Leon will never be able to mentally, physically, any type, verbally, verbally abuse anyone or stalk anyone ever, ever again. And that was our crazy murder for hire story. Like, crazy. Wow. So, I mean, it died. There was a lot of stuff in there that I did not expect to hear, but <laughs> there's a little bit of everything. There, there was a little bit of everything. So, so you ready for the dum dum of I'm the ready day? For the dum dum. All right. So this man thinks he is possessed, strips naked, and disrupts traffic on I ninety five. So if you're if you think you're possessed, is the first thing you're going to do is get naked? Oh yeah, I'm stripping it down. Yeah. <laughs> Tim was like give lost me. for words. It's like just yeah. That's that's all I gotta say is just, so yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> I mean there. <laughs> She's so shook. No, there's pictures. Oh, like <laughs> I went to get more information, and then there's butt cheeks. <laughs> hey, at least at least just like. A somewhat decent looking butt cheeks and not like old wrinkly saggy butt butt cheeks. Um, okay. Well, around 6.30 p.m. that day, the man exits his car, off, took off his clothes, and began walking north against traffic before Long Florida Highway Patrol arrived. City of Miami Police and Fire Rescue arrived soon after destroying disrupting traffic because all some guy smoked too much oh yeah he definitely smoked too much of something <laughs> something and thought he was possessed and starts walking down i-95 that must have been some real good stuff wow he should not have been driving <laughs> on that good stuff awesome all right well some some, some yeah stuff. we're gonna end it on that one yeah <laughs> With any residency, resident residency. Yeah, there you go. So, da, 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 da. all right. So the two were bonding. Da, da, da. He took the stand to protect his innocence. He said, "You can assume that my um care. You can as ass- what is that word? How can I say that word?" assassinate I don't know you can assassinate my character all you want up here but it doesn't make me guilty okay sure we'll go with that (laughs) big words can't say them 